uh, will remain in the race. I will be a candidate for presidency. For that's what you're referring to, right? Yes. Yes, because of the angle that I never uh, actually considered myself, but it became obvious based on the responses of the people who uh, who actually read the news report of my interview at the federal TV or national TV, um, where I basically said, "Well, I'm thinking about." withdrawing if they that coalition that got behind it um, candidate of the so-called opposition if they decide to speak with us about the program what it is that they would like to do and how we can influence it and then how we can help with executing it if that happens and we're happy with it if they follow they accept our principles then I'll just buzz out and not support anybody, but let them have it. None of them actually reached out and said, let's talk about that. But in the media, other media, mainstream media, including the social media, what was reported was Mercedes thinking about withdrawing his bed. And people went up in the arms saying, wait a second, why, what, what? And became, one thing became obvious. I thought that people will decide one or the other. What they were saying is, we will not vote. We will not vote, period. Because there is nobody we want to vote for. If you pull out, we are not part of the process. Then I said, wait a second, and I'm ready to say, if you really believe that the question is nationalists or that this is about defining, decide, uh, defeating nationalists without offering any program just to defeat them, if you think that's the biggest problem, please vote for this guy. Please, I don't, I don't care. Please vote for the other guy to defeat the nationalists. But if you believe that that's not the change we need because they have no program, they have, they've been in that position in 2010, defeated the nationalists, proceeded in the formal coalition with the nationalists, and did nothing in the country, and the country punished them for next two uh, general elections and then uh, two local elections, punished them and brought the nationalists back. If you think that that's not the change we need, then let's build a change. Come back and let's, let's work on it together. I understand my chances to that um, what my chances are in this particular context but let's just do try to do better than the last time so that we can build on it show that we are here and that we are growing and uh, next election around whoever is going to represent this point of view may have um, legitimate chances of um, absolutely winning and that is what really convinced them. So many people in the street who stopped them and said, oh, there was really an interesting conversation. Two um, middle-aged guys, young to middle-aged, stopped in the street and said, listen, professor, can we talk to you? Why are you saying that you are considering that you were with him? Well, because of this dichotomy, this binary bipolar issue. Well, forget that. He said, I am the leftist. The guy said, I'm the leftist. 
I am the one who always was a social democrat. There is no social democracy. There is no ideology here. There are people who just want the power. I don't want to vote for them. I was going to vote for you. And if you don't run, I will not. Period. At all. Disgusting. There was one of them who said, Professor, I I was going to leave the country for 2018. You showed up and I stayed. And if you go out, I stayed for nothing. Really? So I said, that's really not the angle I looked at at all. I didn't want that sentiment of I'm dividing the votes and I'm now standing in the way of the of the beating of the nationalists, of, of, of them defeating the nationalists. But then I realized that's not the issue at all. That's not the main issue of the country. That's not the real change. Plus, I'm not dividing the country. I was the first candidate. They showed up afterwards. They are the ones who never talked to me or us about jointly thinking about it. What I would expect from someone who wants to do the best for the country, to find the best candidate. No, they simply wanted to have their own candidate and everybody else to move away. And I said, why? Based on what? Who said that that's how it should be? Anyway, I was saying. And um, also I have the responsibility for the both the party and the coalition because usually that candidate pulls most votes for everybody on the list because they come for the most part I'm the best known name they come to vote for me and then by definition they'll come they'll vote for the rest of our list and if I pull out we would be severely punished in terms of the votes and it would be really questionable whether we would survive as a political party and I didn't want that to happen there's so there's a no, I know that these guys will work against us by telling everybody, oh, they are the ones who are dividing the party, they're working for the nationalists, even though in the NS, in the entity Republika Srpska, they are working with the nationalists, and here they're fighting against them, like, no. Here, in, 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 in the uh, Federacia, Federation entity, they're going, they are saying, Oh, you're helping the nationalists. On the other, on the NS, they're saying, oh, you're betraying the coalition. That includes the nationalists. So we're going to fight. We're going to fight big time. I have no concern at all anymore. Um, even though there will be some people who will believe, you know, Bissard, you are betraying the coalition. They're working against nationalists. And we will lose some votes. But they will not vote for us anyway. But I'm absolutely convinced that, that we are doing the right thing. We are the only change. We are the only decent, not, not not decent, no, we are the only politicians who, well, cannot say that there are some parties that we like and there are people that we like in those parties, but we, we are um, some of the very few uh, people in the in the political life of Bosnia-Herzegovina that have 
ideals, principles. And are in this battle to bring the positive change to the country rather than to use everything and everybody for their own benefit. So we'll see how that will play out. And just, I know you got to go, just one quick one though, in terms of your candidacy for president now will be under the platform for progress rather than the country. Does that change? I mean, it's really back to square one in yeah. essence of where you were. Does it change anything dynamics now that it won't be part of the coalition, but knowing they're backing? Uh, it complicates things a little bit because it's not going to be one name. It's not going to be one name that's going to throughout be throughout. Um, but luckily, the reason we did that is because we could have had the naval coalition, but you have to have at least two parties registered for every level of the government, for every level of the elections, uh, for every level of the government. Um, and it was 25,000 KMs, about, uh, what, seventeen, eighteen thousand $18,000. So the, instead of platform for progress, we would put country, coalition country. Um, we already paid for it, the platform for progress. This other party, the independent bloc, they were supposed to do that as well, so that we can have a name, and we said we could use that money somewhere else. Uh, just because the name recognition is sufficient, my, as opposed to the coalition, name of the coalition carrying me that, uh, through the process. And the interesting thing that happened, so, so there will be a little bit of confusion perhaps, but we will have to work on our marketing message to, to let the voters know what's happening. We have a similar problem at the level of the cantons because sometimes coalition, sometimes platform for purpose. The interesting thing that happened was that, and I was not really in favor of that. That's not how I think. But in Bosnia and Herzegovina, here's, here's what's popular. When a person is well known, they put the name of the person next to the name of the party so that people know if that name is bigger than the name of the party, so people know, oh, that's the party of the person I can vote for them. So they get carries uh, down for the positively uh, to the level positively for the members candidates of that party for for a various level of, of government like the parliament, the national parliament, and the parliament. They put the name of the head of the party next to the name of the party as the official name under which they run. So it would be like uh, Republican Party Vash, who used to be Donald Trump, right? So it would say, okay, so if you want to attract people, just put Donald, party next, Donald Trump next to the Republican Party. Um, and this time around, People from the coalitions, and I don't like that. I don't like it. It's like uh, uh, it's uh, ego trip. It is uh, demeaning the the value of the party, putting yourself ahead of something bigger than you. But the people from the party, actually, from the party, from the coalition, came and said, "Mirsa, we think we we talked about." There was some suggestion that came from the outside. 
who said, listen, Mossad has a bigger brand name now than the coalition, which is, the coalition is pretty new. We suggest that you put, as the name of the coalition, coalition country, dash Mossad Hamzakadik, dash platform for progress, independent bloc, the Greens, whoever. And that's how I got the idea of reporting. Uh, they asked me what I thought. I said, I thought I like it. But if you think it's going to bring the world, bring more votes, um, all the parties voted for it. And that's how it ended up being reported. That was interesting to me, unexpected. <laughs> totally unexpected. And just obvious, the last one here, but a sense of relief that this is behind you with the decision. You seem a bit more invigorated and excited now that that decision has been made. Yes, yes. Um, very relieved. I'm worried also because you never know how it's going to turn out. If it turns out, if, if there's a bad result, everybody, absolutely everybody, will basically say, that's what it is. They punished us because we divided the votes. We were going to divide the votes, and they punished us. If it turns out to be fine, um, it's not going to be credit to me, because in the end, the decision was mine. And they, the presidency said, Mossad, it's your decision, we'll support you no matter what. Uh, so there is a concern, but down deep, at certain point, when I heard that comment, I felt that I knew. I really did not know what the right answer was. But at that point, I was content with the decision. And I was... I would have been really... I wouldn't forgive myself for making the other decision no matter how it turns out in the end, because it will be pulling out, chickening out, uh, going with something you don't believe in, sending the message that it's okay to vote for one or the other, endangering the party in my mind much more than the other way around. And when that became obvious, there was a great sense of relief, along with a sense of uncertainty. Uh, in terms of the end result. And now I'm talking about not my outcome, but the outcome for the party, because we do expect a certain number of seats at every level of the government. And that is important for us because it will help with the future funding and uh, our continuing drive to change this country for the better, obviously, much better. So, yeah, very relieved and concerned at the same time. Mm. But very, very content with the, with the decision. Very, cannot say happy, but I, I have never, never, ever thought about a decision this much of any kind. Just because there are so many people involved. Because it's not like just you. By many people involved. And you will influence their lives and have the effect on their lives and career and future. 
I've never talked to so many people about that decision, which increased the agony <laughs> of the decision-making process substantially. And I was relieved when the decision was made. And I remember the next uh, when I uh, when I gave that news to the presidency. We talked about it. And there was great level of support and and few um, really uh, questions um, expressing the doubt. And I remember when that was down, when that was done, I woke up with a sinking feeling in the morning, a sickening feeling also. Uh, have I done the right thing or did I make a mistake? But then by the afternoon I was back to my normal, uh, this, that feeling that no, no, I did the right thing. So yes, I'm relieved. And then on top of all of this, you're continuing to travel throughout Europe, correct? Um, we, by we, I mean Mr. Yusuf Arifagic, our candidate for presidency of Republika Srpska entity, actually a vice president because he's not a Serb, so he's not going to be president, but he can be vice president as a Bosniak. There's a Bosniak and Croat vice president, and there's a president who is a Serb. He's our candidate. And so for the Republic of Srpska, he and I are traveling overseas. We did uh, visiting our uh, diaspora and uh, have been organizing a series of, of town halls, town hall meetings. Basically, first we did uh, Switzerland. We talked about it last time. Then we had a trip to Norway. He's from Norway. Came back to Bosnia-Herzegovina, and then we started this 17-day uh, trip. Started with the Netherlands. Uh, we had in the near Rotterdam. We had the town hall meeting. Then followed with one in uh, four in, in Sweden: Malmo, Göteborg, uh, Alvesta, whatever. And then we just uh, flew from Stockholm <laughs> to uh, Dieseldorf. Um, our um, friends and um, activists um, waited, waited, uh, waited for us at the airport and then took us to Stortmund. And that's where we will have the tonight the, uh, uh, the first time meeting in Germany. And I think there will be five. Then after that, we have two in Austria, uh, plus some political meetings, and then we'll go back to Bosnia and Um So I'm going to talk a little bit about all of that uh, in general terms. At the same time, what was happening in Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, was uh, the uh, the Central Electoral Commission. I had uh, established 14th of June as a time when you have to submit coalitions. Coalitions. If you want to go to the, uh, to if you going if you are planning to have to be part of a coalition or to form a coalition for the elections, general elections on October the second, this is the time when you have to 
submit it so that you can show up, have a list of candidates as a coalition rather than as an independent party. Of course, you can always have them have candidates as an independent party. Uh, but then, um, and there are some limitations. So uh, while we were traveling, or we are traveling, we had to work on coalitions to be established, a lot of negotiations happening at the same time. Another thing we didn't do well, because this was not a time to be outside of the country, while you have to talk to all the representatives or leaders of other parties from other parties who are planning or who us who are supposed to be participating in the coalitions you're trying to form or to participate in very unfortunate timing caused a lot of stress but so be it so i'm going to talk about those two things because it's sort of related and relevant regarding the trips to the diaspora, it is very rewarding. We see people who are uh, motivated, animated, energized, wonderful hosts, a lot of really um, time spent on it, uh, money to organize it. Uh, sometimes we pay for the trip, sometimes a, a lot of cases they pay for the hotels or uh, airfare and food. Uh, we are very grateful for that. Uh, they also confuse in terms of what is happening in the country, don't have all the information. Reading the media, uh, media reports are often biased, inaccurate, subjective. And um, town hall meetings usually start with the head of the national organization, uh, for the Benelux countries, for Sweden, and now Germany and Austria. Uh, they are with us traveling through those cities and they provide them. Uh, the first, the local host provides introduction. Uh, then the, um, the head of our organization in that country provides some introduction. Then Yusuf Farfagic has about 20-25 minutes um, statement and I go with about 15 to 20. And then question and answering. Usually it's supposed to start at 6 or 7 p.m., depending on local conditions, depending on the day of the week or weekend. Usually, as it is case in, in Bosnian situations, it starts about half an hour late because people say, oh, it's going to be late, so everybody's late. And it lasts for about between two and three hours, usually two and a half to three hours. Um, Usually very good atmosphere. Um, attendance varies. Sometimes it's good, sometimes very good. Uh, but whoever shows up is motivated. They want to know. They want to find out what's happening. They want to have answers. They would, they would like to provide comment. And a lot of these events end up being clarifying in terms of what if they thought that one person is really working for the for Bosnia Herzegovina and for people of Bosnia, uh, of Bosnia, and we know different because we talk to those people and we know what they really are up to. It is refreshing when you see a person who is really 
try and do contribute to the country. But often you see people who are trying to just to advance their own cause, regardless of other people or the interests of the country or even the party. So we tell them what we know. It's up to them to decide who they want to vote for. Our message is always, please vote, regardless of who you want to vote for and who is your preferred politician or political party. It's not up to us. And not only vote, but pester everybody in your surroundings, the friends, family, co-workers, ask them to vote. Try to instill the, the sense of responsibility. And then we also urge them to, to participate in the political process in their own countries where they are. Not only voting in Sweden, Germany, Netherlands, but also to be on the list and participate. But we also ask them to be in the, on the list, candidate list, for various positions here in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Even that is possible. <clears throat> so those meetings are really uplifting, refreshing. They all of them tell us that we are different. Um, this time around, unlike the last elections of eighteen, when I was the only one <laughs> uh, visiting diaspora, everybody not got, now got a message that. Something is happening in diaspora, and they are waking up, and maybe more people will vote. And so now everybody is traversing and traveling in diaspora and asking them to vote. And but the people tell us that we are different, that we are sincere, honest, which we truly are. And one thing I can state for sure, with absolute certainty, that at least majority of those who represent, who are members of the platform for purpose, truly want to change in the country. And they look at this as an investment of their time and resources in order to bring that, to bring about that change. Very tiring, I have to tell you, very tiring. Um, this is day seven, and I'm already tired of packing and unpacking. It's not like in the U.S. where you can actually give the clothes to somebody in the hotel and they would wash them and bring back. Some hotels have that, most don't. And, and you cannot bring everything with you. So you are trying to pack um, together carry-on period luggage uh, because sometimes it's very expensive to check the luggage and so you carry that with you. Not you cannot. It's a the, the weight is limited, and it is a challenge. Uh, often, it happens that uh, you have a couple of hours to sleep. You arrive, at the, the, it happens that it's until from 6 to 9, the town hall meeting, and people want to talk after that, it's 10 o'clock, and then the host would like to speak with you a little bit, and maybe you eat a very late dinner because you didn't eat anything before. You end up in the hotel at midnight or one, and there's a flight at 7 a.m. in the morning. And you have to get up, I would say, 
4 o'clock to be at the airport at 5 o'clock, two hours ahead of time. However, in Europe, the organization that is providing services to most airports, and probably one large company, they are on some kind of negotiations with the government, and so they are on sort of half strike. So they're working with, with limited capacity. Mm. Lines are everywhere to check in, to go through the security. They advise us to show up five, six hours ahead of the flight. I mean, if your flight is at seven o'clock, you have, you, are, you show up at two, you get arrived at the hotel at one, well, might as well just go to the airport right away. So we decided that there's no way you can make it. And we're not even trying to check in the luggage because there's about at least hour, hour and a half wait just to check in your luggage. And there's, there's an hour, hour and a half wait to go through the security line. So we just go through the security line, we just check in online. Anyway, it is, um, and then I also got, got cold, uh, caught a cold um, in Sweden, and now I'm just getting up, out of it, getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Not um, COVID, not any of the symptoms, plus I have four, uh, I've been vaccinated four times and probably had a couple of times and I should be A, immune to it and B, shouldn't give it to anybody else, but it feels like real cold because it was really cold in Sweden, really cold and I thought it's summer and I brought my, you know, the regular just the short sleeve stuff and what a mistake. Germany is much warmer. On the other hand, the coalitions. Uh, we we went through a major issue, a major trauma, major challenge as a party this time because we have this coalition called the country. Wanted to be together at all levels. Ended up because of the money at the level of the candidate for president. I'm going to be just candidate to a platform for progress but they will support me publicly, invite their people, uh, their members to vote for me. At the level of <coughs> country parliament and the entity parliament will go together, those three parties. At the level of cantons, in two of the cantons, Platform for Progress will go alone or with somebody else outside of the coalition. And the two of the cantons, of the ten cantons, we wanted to, our local organizations wanted to go alone by the presidency, uh, presidential body, the president, the governing body of Platform for Progress, which is responsible for the final decisions, decided that we will go with the coalition. And that caused a major trouble because why not, why with them, it's going to minimize our chances. But then you recognize that there are different interests. Uh, if you go alone, chances we will get um, a position in the, par- in the entity parliament or cantonal assemblies, uh, chances are very limited. If we go with our colleagues, uh, partners from the coalition, very likely one, and we can fight for the second one. If they go alone, we go alone. Neither uh, one, neither of us would um, 
get over the threshold and therefore would have a lot of uh, wasted votes. And because of the um, uh, the way that the Bosnian election law works, there is something that's called a preferential lists, and we would lose even the votes for the preferential lists. Whatever. Major issue. Negotiations up until 2 p.m. of the day that we had to submit to the Central Election Committee the documents explaining who will form the coalition and the financial arrangement. Basically, you have to tell the government if you as a coalition, as a group of parties, win seats in the government, in, in the parliament, and that seat earns certain support financial from the country, from the state. How do you divide it? Who gets it of the three parties? Because you are the candidate for the three parties. Who gets what? That has to be decided as well. And we learned a lot because it was the first time that we do that. That's in the Federation. On the Republic of Srpska side, Initially, we were member of that coalition that Social Democrats, SDP party, established. There were like 10, 12 parties. Unfortunately, they invited the nationalists there as well, SDAs, SDA party, um, which then subsequently, and they uh, indicated early support, at least the SDP party, for our candidate, Mr. Arifak only to witness a tremendous betrayal. Those nationalists put themselves ahead of this process, came up with a deal with the SDP party um, at the expense of everybody else, those other eight parties. And that coalition fractured. And in the last few days, leading toward the, the 14th of June, submission of coalitions to the Central Election Committee. What happens was what happened was that those other parties who are supporting our candidate, not the nationalist candidate that ended up being the candidate of the coalition, they pledged support to us and we wanted to create one list. Opposing list. Opposing coalition. Only to see in the last two days that they all somehow switched back to the other side, stabbed you in the back, and you just say, what? The head of the party tells you, I'm coming to your, your office to sign the coalition papers, and doesn't show up. And then you read in the paper that he signed the other papers. You don't know what they gave, what they gave them. What they gave them. Uh, it shows really how dirty and corrupt the whole political process is. It shows the necessity and the need for a party like us. It shows also how naive we are and how idealistic we are. But also it's uh, something that we are proud of and will continue doing so. When we come back, the next step, the next step is July 2nd, July 4th, I'm sorry, July 4th, when we have to submit 
our list of candidates for either for platform for progress where we go alone or for the coalition. That is another level of negotiations and infighting. Who's going to be number one, number two, number three, number four? Big difference. We will find out through that process who we really are, how many true sparks we have, people who truly believe in, in an idea and, and are there within Platform for Progress to make the difference in the country and who is there just for their own personal advancement or benefit. We'll see that. Um, and after that, another deadline, sometime early August, I believe, is where you submit the names for those preferential lists you know, the people who will not be on the ballot, but for, because of the complex way that our election system works, and because of the quotas, the quotas that they have to be allocated to everybody, Croats, Serbs, Bosnians, others, a certain number of seats don't get assigned and certain parties get the right with the overall number of votes for certain number of seats, but don't get them through the regular lists. And so that's where the preferential number of seats get allocated to certain parties, and whoever you put on that list is actually get it. So people don't vote. Vote for the names, vote for the party. Party has to vote. The party then allocates certain votes to certain people. And everybody wants to be on that list because it is much easier to get in from that list than from the actual straight ballot. Because here you get all the votes, and over there you get the votes mostly for you. Complicated. I'm learning a lot too. Uh, we will unfortunately grow through. Um, our own experience again, rather than learning from others. The such is life. I am looking forward to these travel uh, meetings all the way through the 24th of June. I'm also looking forward to doing Mekko and being in my own band and my condo because um, I know that sleep is overrated, but there's a little bit too much.